I tell people, get on the train right now, the first ball got to come. Because right now, the light at the end of the tunnel is not safe. I'm the incarnation where them cardinals at With them cardinals on their glove and the cardinal hat I'm in the corner sports zone spitting cardinal raps Say it C-A-R-D-S, let's go Play em. cardinal game, get a cardinal start Play em. cardinal strong, leave a cardinal mark Welcome back to this week's episode of the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast The Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast is brought to you by Advertising Solutions, Four Pegs Beer Lounge and rim time, and we're coming to you live from the Jamon Brown Foundation Studios. I'm here today with my boys. Uh, not the version of Pete that Joey was talking about during the, uh, before the show, but we got Sean Barber, aka at Elville Sean from Twitter. Sean, what's up, folks? We have at Base Boy One Two Four, aka Sam Basin. Sam, what's going on? What's up, folks? We have the incomparable up-and-coming legend, according to Steve Rummage, which is no longer a close friend of mine. We have Joey Woman, a.k.a. at JoeWoman526. What up? And then we have Higgy. What's up? Where's my intro at? And your mic's off. That was your, that was your intro, and I never know your Twitter name long enough to... Uh, is it I am? I is it am just I am the Higgy? Just the no Higgy. extra like before you had it all lame where it was like four G's, seven Y's, Y's and- eleven under spaces. None of them were under your T shirt. That it was. It's just I am the Higgy. Correct. Okay, I am the Higgy. We wasted more time on that than I wanted to. Um, before we get started, real quick, cards fans, I do want to thank some people real quick. Take some time out. I would like to ask you all to take some time out and support our guy Jamon Brown. And his executive director, Danny Mosby, and all the wonderful things that they're doing in the community to combat youth and uh, and young adult homelessness and all the other things that they are doing to support the underprivileged in the Louisville community. You can help, too, by texting the word Jamon to 502-890-9779. That's 502-890-9779. Text Jamon to that number. No, day, no donation is too small. And with more support they will be able to do more. We appreciate them for for leaning on us and supporting us, and we're happy to do the same for them. We also want to shout out the rest of our sponsors, uh, Derek Stewart with J.P. Pertle Realtors, At Solutions, 4Pegs, T-Shirt Hooligan, Rim Time, Shack in the Back, and Altitude Family Trampoline Park. We have plenty of amazing sponsors. We had a big week of stuff going on. I've got a lot of stuff on the timeline for us to talk about. Uh, there's some stuff I did not put on there that I'm sure that you all will catch catch on about. Uh, right now, currently, just to let you all know, if you all hear a couple of craps or whatever the, the word of choice may be, while we're recording right now, University of Louisville women's team is playing a team, I think, from down the road that wears a color that we all don't like. So you may see hear some, you won't see it unless Higgy's like got like a peephole video going on that we don't know about. But um, you'll, you may hear some discerning uh, comments or, or aggravation. That's what it's from. It's not from anything else. Beautiful day outside, a little cold, um, but we're going to have a blast today. And let's get started. Basketball, we... We won't, we won't really put uh, we really won't put a lot of stock into not as much stock into this as everybody else has. But Texas Tech, came, uh, we went to Madison Square Garden. We had a ten game winning streak, and MSG snapped on Tuesday night as Texas Tech defeated Louisville 
as I said, it was their clunker game to me. Uh, the defense looked pretty solid to me. We just could not hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, when they would, when it was time for us to uh, to cash in on our opportunities off of their missed shots, we couldn't hit a shot. And then when we missed shots, they did hit shots. So it's kind of hard to beat a team, no matter how good or bad they are. There, there, there were definitely no Evansville, uh, and I do. I do expect for them to be in the top 25 by the end of the season. So shout out to them. Kudos. Y'all, y'all won. Uh, last, the thing that was a deciding factor to me though, this week was the point guard play. And last week we talked a lot about the point guard play and we can continue to talk about it here in a few seconds. Higgy is, uh, for the, the fifth straight week in a row, just posted our questions for the day. So please answer them. I mean, you can't hear me ask you this, but, Hopefully, you all know enough to just go out there and answer them anyway. Point guard play, uh, Sean, if you'll put your phone down long enough to talk to me. Uh, I'm joking. We got to find a point guard. Yes, no, maybe. I just think we need improvement. And I think that our first, that was our first real test to me. I mean, Michigan, we thought it was. But Michigan doesn't play the defense that Texas Tech plays. And... It's scary because, of course, our next big test is coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Miami of Ohio is tough. Yeah, Miami Ohio is really tough. Um, <laughs> but um, it's just a matter of they, they just got to play smarter. I think, though, David Johnson Please. Could, could be the guy to take over just because even though he can get a little rattled because he's a freshman, he gets over it pretty quickly. And he's so tall, I can see like when they're pressing. Yeah. Uh, I hate to bring up the EKU game right now, but no, that's fine. Go but ahead. Watching the EKU later. game, he was able to see over top of the defense. He's able to make the right pass. And unfortunately, Darius Perry and Fresh Kimball both are a little smaller, but they're both get rattled really easy. Yeah, that's my biggest problem with Fresh is that you know he plays great defense. But offensively, he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have what I I, I need I need him to have, uh, skill wise on the court. So I, it's just it's very worrisome to me that. But but with that being said, Sam, I, I'll, I'll throw this to you. I'm glad we lost this game and found out what we needed to work on rather than to, to be undefeated going into Kentucky and and getting upset and embarrassed by them, uh, which it would be an upset because. They're not as good as we are. Uh, were you as mad afterwards as, as 98% of Twitter was, or did, were you kind of like me, like, all right, you know, I hate that we lost, but now we know what we need to work on. I hated that we lost. I hated the way we lost. Let me, let me say that. I didn't hate the loss as much as most people did. I hated the way we lost and how it showed, how we showed up. Um, to your point guard question, I, I think we have two good point guards on this roster, starting with David Johnson and then Darius Perry. I think Fresh Kimball needs to take a page from Christian Cunningham's book. And when I say that, I, I mean, look, dude, you're three-time captain at St. Joe's. You were, what, 17, 16, 17 points a game, average um, a season. You can score. So as a guard... And from being from Philly, when the play isn't there, screw it. Go ahead and take your man one-on-one. Become a scorer like you have been. Because um, I think right now he's he's so 
he's he's never played with the type of talent that he has now, so he's getting caught in no man's land a lot in terms of trying to be a playmaker, which is the team needs, and trying to be a scorer, which he's been for mostly his whole life, I mean, life or career. So, and that takes time. You just don't get that over a summer. Uh, just a personal story for me, I've always been five, the shortest one on the court. I've always played the, the one position, regardless. And I've always been a playmaker. My senior year, going into high school, my senior year in high school, my teammates wanted me to be more of a scorer. I struggled with that all during the summer and to the first part of my senior season because I've always been a playmaker. It takes time to change your game. And then once you get, and his, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure his teammates will give him more confidence to go ahead and, and do what he needs to do. But I turned the curve the last quarter of, uh, of my senior season to where I was able to realize, you know what, I can't score the ball. I can do this and I can get my teammates open off of me scoring the ball. So it takes time to change your game. And I think that's what the issue with Darius and Fresh is going through right now. But I think DJ will probably be a long-term uh, solution at point guard right now because I think he's just a pass-first player. Question for the whole panel. And I'll let her, Joey, I'll let you start off with it. Is this team is this team the number one team in the country or – do you feel like we got a lot more to work on before we can really consider ourselves? I guess what I'm asking is, is this team as good as we think it is, or are we just being impatient and they will be as good as we think they are, but they're just not right now? Because along with that, we have multiple times uh, talked about third quarter struggles, first half struggles, this and that. Uh, A true number one team, a true top 10 team would not, do that every single game. We have done that every single t- game. Even with EKU yesterday, um, when I when I was watching, I think it was in the first half. They kept on they kept on battling back, and uh, and, and then we put them away. That, that really wasn't an issue at all. Is this team as good as we think they are? I'll answer this: Are we the number one team in the country? Yes. Do we have room for improvement? Yes. Will we get better? Yes. But as far as, like, with the Texas Tech loss, they were the national runner-up last year. That's what people have to realize. I mean, they had they, – they struggled earlier, in, you know, early in the season, obviously. They had three losses. They're still the national runner-up. They still have one of the hottest coaches in the country coaching them, and he's a heck of a coach. They had some – I mean, I know they didn't return all their, you know, top performers from last year, but they've got a great team. We played at Madison Square Garden, neutral court. We lost the game. Everybody's going to lose games. Yeah, I would re- going forty, you know. I, I I would rather lose the Texas Tech than Eastern Kentucky or SC Upstate or you know something like that. We knew it was going to happen. What got people was we beat number four Michigan that was unranked the week before, and then it's all of a sudden oh we blew them out. We should go undefeated. No, it's not going to happen. We still got to play Duke. We still got to play North Carolina. We still got to play Virginia twice. We still have a long season with a lot of great teams that we're going to have to play. And like you said earlier, I would rather find out in, you know, at, was it the ninth game of the season? Or that was the tenth? We were the tenth. tenth. I'd rather find out at the tenth game of the season against a quality, quality opponent. Because Texas Tech's going to be a tournament team. I mean, they'll be in the tournament. And – you're you're able to kind of find out some some really 
huge flaws that you need to work on. That's what the coaches want to see. I mean, you got to play against good talent to see that, and and that's what they're going to work on. Sam, anything to add to that, or did he pretty much hit the nail on the head? It pretty much did, but I want to add something <clears throat> something onto it. For us to be the number one team, I don't care about us being the number one team right now. I want to mm-hmm. be the number one team in March and April. But for us to be there in March and April, Ryan McMahon cannot be our best passer. He should not be. He he could be our third or fourth best passer, uh, but he we cannot have our quote unquote sniper three point specialist being our best passer. He needs to be spotting up shooting and getting, getting up screens. And yep. and if it if it isn't there on the pump fake, and then he can be an adequate or good passer. But he right. cannot be the team's best passer if he's trying to be the number one team cutting the nets down in March and April. That, that's just my take on it. I agree with that, Sean. They have to work on their mentality. Because they lose focus. How many times have I mentioned that on this podcast? Focus. It's- no, I, I agree because, and not to cut your point off, but there's times on, when I'm watching them where I can tell that they think they're the best team in the country. And that they're errant passes and the 40 foot jumpers and all that crap. And then, and then they have to play catch up. And then normally they've been good at playing that catch up. On a night like Tuesday, when. When they're not, when we are not capitalizing on their mistake, that's what we did differently. The difference between Tuesday night and all the other nights when we got into the hole is we turned off that switch and we're like, all right, we're done playing. Let's get this W and get out of here. We couldn't hit the broad side of the barn Tuesday night. When we would miss, they would hit. When they would miss, we would miss, and they're just too much separate. I mean, they were not a good shooting team at all. You said that, you know, sometimes it looks like they – think that they, but they have like, an ego yeah right so my question is and i'm not not calling anybody out i'm just make, maybe making an observation i think it starts with jordan Wara. it does yeah and i think everybody else feeds off of that See, and when he's going out there and just quote unquote just kind of like gunslinging it you know just like i'll shoot eventually I'll, I'll turn it on and i'll hit start hitting but when it doesn't happen they stop taking they they, they keep taking bad shots Four shots, rush shots, contested shots, instead of moving the, you know, five or six passes, moving the ball around and getting a good quality shot or getting, be able to get a, a dump down down low for a good, a good lay in or dunk. See, I think your one, your guard should always be your leader, not necessarily your leading scorer. Right. He should always be your leader. Or the quarterback. I, right. I think this team needs to take the doing sudden approach. And if they would do that, and if he would become more, I'm not saying he isn't a leader, but if he would become more of a vocal leader, more of that on-court leader, this team would be a whole, a lot, much, a lot better. If they looked at him and played off of how he plays instead of looking at Wara and kind of feeding off and playing how he's playing. Yes. Yep. The thing is, is that they kind of, they, what we need Jordan to be as a leader, and they kind of look at each other as brothers. And, and I love that that we play like a family. That I, if we weren't, that wouldn't. But like somebody, whether it's Darius or Jordan or even Dwayne, needs to step up and be that leader that we need him to be. Sean, I interrupted your point earlier. I apologize. And then everybody else piled on to do it as well. So well, I want to go get ahead. it real quick again. I don't even care if <laughs> oh, it's Ryan McMahon. I don't care who it is. Somebody step up and be a leader, a vocal leader. Like when when they're doing that on the floor, when. You, there's a foul or or there's a timeout called go and grab them by the jersey right yes yes grab them by the jersey and say 
You can't do that. You can't do that. Not right Ryan's yeah, not a senior. Right yeah. we sh- Ryan should be one that's doing that. Malik is a junior, right? Yes. Malik, that to me, that that's who should be the leader. When they're, uh, I really believe that. Like just with the size, but also you can tell he play. You know, he also plays uh, with with you know some passion, but he's more vocal. Dwayne probably like, hey Dwayne, shot running. You know what I mean, Malik? You know you can see some fire in Malik. Some like one of those, one of those upper. And again, it could be a freshman. I really don't give a crap. But somebody needs to step up, be a leader on the floor, and say, "Hey, look, stop." I will say that I feel like Malik started doing that Saturday against EKU. They brought him in. That's when he started playing really well, and he was. You could tell he was guiding guys, directing guys on defense. When they wouldn't get a rebound, you could tell he was looking at them and going, you got to help me out. I can't be the only one down here rebounding. And he was actually jumping for rebounds where Stephen Enoch wasn't. And he and and it, that's what uh, – actually, it was Sam who pointed out to me. He's like – he's telling uh, – he's sending in Malik because Stephen isn't rebounding. So he's, he's sending in Malik to say, Malik, it's time for you to step up and be the leader that we need out here. Also – they did show a lot more focus. You could tell what they had focused on in practice on Saturday. Right, right. They were moving the ball. And I'm hoping that that will carry over into tougher games. Because when they moved the ball yesterday, that offense was beautiful. I know it was EKU and they are not great. But I'm just hoping they'll go, hey, you know, if we move the ball, we're going to be able to get open shots and they will fall. And we'll be able to beat teams that we should beat. That's my hope is that they just keep their focus from practice. And I'm, I mean focus. I mean from practice onto the floor. And I feel like they can carry the practice, what they focus on practice against Texas Tech, onto the floor against them. Good point, good point. Higgy, do you have anything to add that the rest of us haven't already said? No, I don't. But I just one thing I was thinking to myself when y'all were talking was one mm, – Tacos? No. Oh. <laughs> tacos. Or, wait, hold on. Taco. One or two passes and shot the whole Texas Tech game, and that just cannot continue. It has to be a more fluid offense. And EKU, yes, they are a bad team at times, but at the same time, we got to be the better team past six to seven times and driving. It's simple as that. All right. Well, the Cards do face a, a actual tough mid-major contest on Wednesday with Miami of Ohio. Uh, and, of course, just as a reminder, we um, – we will not be on this next week. We're taking our holiday. This next week, we will back. We will be back. Is that the game after? So when we come back, we will have a packed show that week because we will talk about the bowl result, bowl victory, the Music City bowl victory, and we'll be talk. We will be discussing the Louisville Kentucky men's basketball game that week. But we're gonna hit a commercial re- break real quick. When we come back, we got a little treat for you. I'm sure you. You're, I'm not gonna keep it a surprise though because. You've seen the header of this story and of the the podcast. Uh, We'll have Lorenzo Malden on with us when we come back. This is the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Hey, Card Nation. With it getting cold outside, do you want to try some award-winning chili that is currently the best in Louisville? Come to Four Pegs Beer Lounge and Restaurant, located on 1053 Goss Avenue. Four Pegs is on the corner of Goss and Spratt Street. Their specials include daily happy hour specials on drinks and various menu items. One special that they feature is five jumbo smoked wings and a drink for $6.99. Four Pegs is also your social destination 
for the Thursday open mic night and Sunday night trivia. So come on out to Four Pegs and enjoy the food and the people. Come out to the Altitude Trampoline Fun Park. We're a huge, bright, fun, family-friendly trampoline park. We offer large spaces for birthday parties with top-of-the-line experiences and two hours of jump and party time with every party. While you are there, check out our new foam area. We offer competitive pricing to those other parks, so come on out to Altitude Trampoline Fun Park in Shively and have a blast. I know I always do. If you have any questions, call us at 502-449-9952. That is 502-449-9952. Man, Rim Time, got my ride looking nice. It's, it's Black Friday all month long at Rim Time. And the early bird gets the, well, gets the best deal. This month, this month only. This month only. Pay just $10 down on any set of wheels. Rim Time is flashing prices on select in-stock inventory. Like 20-inch wheel and tire packages from only $24.99 a week. $24.99 a week. Or just get some new tires from Goodyear or Bridgestone. For only 8 bucks for a only week. 8 bucks a week. Just in time for winter. Did I mention you only need $10 down? And you're riding today, 10 bucks. And no credit check. And, 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 and no credit check. Just in time for Christmas. And with 120 days, same as cash. You can pay off your awesome wheels when you get your tax check. Get your tax check. Hurry, hurry. While supplies last. Located at Brainerd Park Plaza next to Harbor Freight. Visit Rentime.com or just call 423-803-1777. That's 423-803-1777. Hey, Car Nation. I'm Derek A. Stewart with Dream J.P. Pearl Realtors. I'm the unofficial realtor of the Louisville Cardinals. I repeat, the unofficial realtor for the Louisville Cardinals. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Interest rates are at an all-time low, and there are several options for no money down for first-time home buyers. Yes, no money down. Call or text me today at 502-314-9868 at 502-314-9868. Let's talk houses and about our cars. Attention, Kentuckiana business owners. Has your marketing strategy not performed as well as you would have liked? Are you tired of the media buying guessing game? Are you sick and tired of meeting with new sales reps who promise that their product is number one? Stop the insanity. Advertising Solutions is your one-stop source for buying local media in your market. Let Advertising Solutions take the guesswork out of your media buying decisions. No more guessing, just analytics and a proven track record of producing results. Go to GetAdvertisingHelp.com today to learn more. Shack in the Back Barbecue, located in the heart of Fairdale, where we smoke our meats on real block pits. We are always taking orders no matter what the season or occasion is. We have all the fixings to meet all your barbecue needs. Call us at 502-363-3BBQ. That's 502-363-3BBQ. Shack in the back. Are you looking for a badass game day hoodie? Or how about a unique and original custom-made t-shirt, hat, or jacket? T-Shirt Hooligan has you covered. Shop online at tshirthooligan.com and take advantage of all the savings with promo code 502hooligan all season long. Follow us on Twitter at Hooligan T-Shirt for all the hottest new designs. And don't worry, we follow back, youngin. Visit tshirthooligan.com today. Dress like a legend. All right, and welcome back to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast here live from the Jamon Brown Foundation studios. I'm your host, Jeremy Wallman, and I'm here with the crew. 
Sean, Sam, Joey, and Higgy. On with us next, we talked about this special guest, and you all just went crazy when we announced that he was coming on, and we really do appreciate his time. It's a UofL fan. It's almost like a cult fan favorite. It's when you, when you ask anybody around here that's been watching football for about 20, 25 years who their top favorite uh, Louisville Cardinal football players of all time are, you're going to hear Lamar Jackson, you're going to hear Teddy Bridgewater, but you're also going to hear this guy's name. And that's not any exaggeration. I'm not just saying it because he's on the phone with us. Uh, he was an important. He was he was here at an important time in Cardinal football. Kind of, it was the resurgence of our football program because we had we were a mediocre program, and then Steve Crab Cragthorpe happened. Uh, that was a Freudian slip. I didn't mean to say Crapthorpe. Cragthorpe happened, and we were kind of we were in a depression for a couple years. And then Charlie Strong, great man, great coach, loved him here. He came kind of revitalized the program, and it was because, in my opinion. A big part was due to this guy, a force at defensive end and outside linebacker. It's our guy, Lorenzo Maud. Lorenzo, what's up, my man? What's going on? Thank you guys for having me. Hey, we appreciate you taking the time out. Um, got, got some, you said We spoke earlier in the week. You said you had some things uh, about to pop off. I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. We could talk about it here in, in, in a few, though, before we let you go. But we asked Cardination for, uh, you know, they, they had some questions they wanted you to answer. So, the, alongside us, we asked them. And this is some of the questions we had, so I'm gonna ask them to you. Uh, here we go. Uh, we had one person ask the question: Are you still playing? And if so, where are you playing at? And I know that you just finished up a season, but why don't you tell the people where you've been at? Um, yeah, I've been over in the uh, CFL in Canada. Um, I was with playing with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, we ended up going 16 and four. We made it to the championship, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't finish out. So, um, yeah, I've been playing playing with them for the past six months. Um, I signed back with them, um, but I came back over here to, uh, uh, you know, get ready for the NFL. I'm l- hoping to hear uh, something from the NFL before I go back over there in March. Okay, that that sounds really. We, we wish you the best of luck on that. We know you'll make it as long as you get that opportunity. Um, Sean wanted to know if you had had a chance to meet any of the new coaching staff here at Louisville. I have not. Um, I've noticed that um, you know the guys are going over to the Music City Bowl over in Nashville. Um, I was hoping to go over there and talk to any of the coaches um, before they went over there, which is uh, uh, later on this month. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely want to go over there and, and talk to Coach Sat and see, and you know, Everybody says he's a nice guy. Everybody says he's, he's uh, Louisville welcome with open arms, and um, anybody that Louisville uh, welcomes with open arms, I'm I'm all for him. And I definitely want to you know go get in with a good conversation with him and everything, and uh, well you know go over there and train a little bit and, and get to know the coaching staff. Yeah, that's awesome. So you've heard, so most then not most all of your interaction with them has basically been off of what you've heard about them. Um, what are some of the other things that you've heard about him, and, and how personally how do you how do you feel about him? Because like you said, like you've already said, you know anybody that the the city of Louisville and the program opens with uh, you know welcomes with open arms uh, is a good dude, uh, or somebody that that you uh, that that you're willing to rock with. What has it been? What have you heard about them that most intrigues you, and that that you're like, man, that that could be what we needed here uh, as a football coach. Um, 
I can I can truly attest to you know with Coach Strong being being a players coach. Coach uh, Coach Strong was a, a a guy that that pretty much believed in his players, believed in everything that he that he uh, that he was doing with us, and he wanted to be a part of it just as bad as we did. Um, I've heard that that Coach Sad and, and the coaching staff that I see. I see on you know, on social media that these guys are very intense about what they do. Um, they definitely uh, want the best for the kids and um, definitely want to uh, be able to uh, put their stamp on Louisville. And I see after I hear that the guys are like all passionate about not just with the guys and on the field, but even in the classroom and, and everything. So uh, anybody that that comes in here and wants the kids to do or excel in something other than football uh, is definitely a, a big thing with me because Coach Strong came in and pretty much told us, you know, y'all not leaving here unless y'all leave with a degree. So uh, I, I I really love that about about this coaching staff. And, again, I can't wait to get to meet him. So, so talking about the coaches, and, and I know how important it could be, like just the change. I try to tell everybody that – um, that a coaching change can make a big difference. I had one in high school, had one at UofL myself uh, between Snellberger and Cooper. So, I mean, I, I, I do know how big of a difference that that can make, but a lot of people didn't realize that it can make this big of a difference. Uh, same, it's the same, we had the same person that, well, we lost about, I think it was 25 or 25 players. A lot of them were role players. There was only one uh, can, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Jonathan Grenard the only major contributor that we lost due to like transfer or anything like that? Sean, is he? As far as I know, yeah. As, as far as you can remember, uh, so, line, so linebacker. Yeah, yeah. So what do what do you think? I mean, what do you think happened to the team last year? Do you think that they just? And you know, I don't. I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot or like calling anybody out individually, but um, it just. Got a lot of things. A lot. There's a lot of variables in football, and if you got a team, I mean, I've never been on a team like this because I always try to be the guy that tried to get everybody excited and hyped up if we were down, no matter what. But what do you think? What do you think could have happened to the team last year? Why do we have the same? Because it, it did appear at times last year at the end. Uh, when I say the end, I mean game seven through twelve, where we just looked like we didn't even want to be out there. Um, you know what? It's, it's <clears throat> I can say it's yeah, you know, like you said, there's a lot of variables to that. Um I can say with me as a player Okay, it, am I okay, uh so yeah, like I said with me, like it's I, I and I can and I can I, I hope I can speak for some of the players now. Um, you know, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to uh uh players being able to adapt to the coaching, um it's it's hard for a player to get used to a coach and then the coach ends up leaving or the coach ends up getting fired or whatever the case may be. Um and another coach coming in being able to remold what they already you know, what they already know. Um, I know I had a, I had a tough time doing it and, uh, and I can, uh, I can speak for some of the other players that I played with as well. I had a tough time doing it as well. It's just the thing of, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's the thing of being able to adapt to the coaches. Um, the guys may have, may have 
went through the season and basically saying like, okay, this is a hard thing to do. This is something that, you know, we, we may not trust the coach just yet or, you know, it, it, like, again, so many different variables. Uh, it definitely can be um, hard to uh, go through an entire season with a new coach and not understand what his motive is, not understand what, what the deal of, of winning together uh, I mean, you have to be close knit in order to really feel that vibe. And um, I felt that vibe with uh, Coach Strong. Um, I felt the vibe with the defensive coaches when when Coach uh, Petrino came in. Um, in in late, but but for sure. Gotcha. All right. So we also have, we have a couple more questions for you, and we appreciate your time. So we're not gonna we're not gonna keep you that long. Uh, one question we had from from Twitter wanted to know: Are there any things that, that because for me, for me, our, our biggest issue this year on defense has been our depth. We've ran, we've we've been very fatigued as the game gets into the late third, early fourth, uh, or late third and fourth quarter. I feel like that that's probably the reason why we've had any issues. But this person didn't want my opinion; they wanted a professional's opinion. They want to know: Were there anything that you see? this year that may have contributed to the uh, defense being so up and down this year? Uh, to be honest, um, the, 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 the grit between the third and fourth quarter, um, I see a lot of the guys, they, I mean, sometimes it looks like they're giving up. Sometimes it feels like they, they know that they got the game and being either complacent or getting complacent or either just, you know, feel like they've won the game and sometimes it may not be may not be the case um sometimes uh you see where they can be the cardiac cars you know <laughs> they can literally be out there and be the only way that the game may be won and sometimes they don't pull it out sometimes they did um it's just the whole thing is being uh what's the word i'm looking for uh Can't think of a word right now. Um, they just have to keep consistency. Just That's the word. Pressure, yeah, pressure they be, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It has. They have to be consistent. Like they know where they know that the game can either go both ways, and they have to understand. You know, in order to keep the keep the momentum going on their side, they have to get the, the offense the ball back. They have to be able to stop them on third down. Uh, it's just that mentality, uh, the, the consistent mentality that they have to have. And sometimes you saw it, sometimes you didn't. That's absolutely correct. And again, we're on here with Lorenzo Malden, former uh, for, former card on, in your program, but always uh, a card in our hearts. Um, our last Twitter question, then we're going to go to the panel here because they had some questions for you too. Uh, somebody wanted to know, were, are there any young players – on the defensive side of the ball, uh, defensive line or outside linebacker that you think could become key contributors next year? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, um, I think Dana, Dana, the, uh, the, the linebacker, Kennard, end. yeah. Yeah, Dana could definitely be one of the guys that that can uh, 
can step up and, and become one of the uh, the key con- one of the key contributors. Uh, that secondary is is, is kind of lethal. So I believe those guys are going to definitely be able to uh, step up and be able to make make plays. Um, yeah, that he definitely him, and then uh, somebody I would really like to see step up uh, is is Nick Okiki. I love his. Oh, I, I love yeah. yeah I, I love his passion and his style of play. He just sometimes you get unlucky and and you you fall. No matter how good you are, uh, maybe there's somebody there that's just a little bit better than you, and you don't get a uh, you don't you don't get that shot to play like him. Uh, so that that would be my my guy that I expect to step up next year. And for some reason, Sean, I'm, you're you're my stat guy. You're you're my you're my uh, fact guy. What's what's the guy? Uh, his Twitter name is D Schmoney. That would be Dorian Etheridge. Dorian Etheridge. I always forget his last name. <clears throat> I feel like he's going to take a bigger jump next year. He actually came. Actually, I was kind of disappointed in him this year, um, statistically, not personally or anything like that. I thought he was poised for a huge sophomore season. Just kind of was there. Um, wasn't he injured at the beginning of the year too? I don't think he was. I know. Maybe I'm thinking. Okay, I'm, I know what I'm thinking of. But uh, you know, he just he just didn't have the year I thought he was going to have. But we have a lot of we we do have. There's a lot of people to pick from. There's a uh, there's a there's a lot of people uh, that we can choose from on that side of the ball. But we're going to go to everybody's individual questions on the panel here uh, now. Okay. Sean, you said uh, your question was. What is? I'll let you. I want to tell you mine first. So his question was, "What's your favorite Lozo? Uh, what's your favorite memory? My favorite memory of you uh, was when the blackout uniforms were were introduced, and the, the video went viral on Twitter of you coming in with the jerseys and showing everybody. That was a pretty cool moment. But go ahead, Sean. I'll let you go ahead and formally re ask him the question I just stole from you. I was just wanting to know what was your favorite memory period on the field, off the field, whatever it was at U of L. Um, I can definitely say right now, just as a as a memory uh, for the team, and then I have my own um, going going four and zero, going four and zero against uh, uh, UK. Man, it's um, definitely my all four years Hell we yeah. went through and play at UK, we beat them. Um, they never beat us while we were there. And it was like, that was the in-state rivalry that we could never lose, you know? And we definitely wanted to uh, put our stamp on on, on, on on UK, and we definitely did. So terrorizing UK for four years, that was the Do you have any more biggest. eligibility? Can you come back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely missed uh, that 4-0 versus Kentucky. We've We've – Got a bad taste in our mouth, but and then as far as a personal memory for you, um, personal memory, um, I ended up uh, popping my hamstring against uh, NC State um, and uh, uh, chasing down the quarterback. I forgot the quarterback's name that was there. I think it was uh, I can't remember his name, um, but um, running out of bounds, popped my hamstring. I was out for about for about two weeks and um and I still wasn't fully recovered from the from the um hamstring injury but on Halloween um I think that's when we played FSU. Yeah. Um I was telling them, you know, I can't miss this game. This is one of my biggest games. Um y'all gotta give me a PRP shot or something, like something that get me out there and play and uh 
they put put a kind of uh, Kyle Johnson, the head trainer at the time. He uh, they put uh, together a concoction to help me get through the game, and um, they put a rubber band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they put a rubber band, in, uh, so it's considered an artificial artificial hamstring. Uh, they tied wow. it to my ankle and they tied it to my waist, and uh, I ended up playing that game. Um, That's crazy. I just told everybody that um, you know I had to get to Jameis Winston. Like that was gonna that was gonna make my career. That was gonna top my career off because everyone saying how hard it was to get to him that year. Um, I had to get to Jameis Winston at the time, and um, I ended up sacking him, and it felt good. And after that, I didn't feel my hamstring no more. I don't know if that was the healing process or what, but <laughs> that, that's a little bit. What's, what's that movie where they do, is that Friday night lights where they, they take, uh, uh, the running back, uh, is that booby miles? Is that the right? Or am I mixing a couple of football movies together? I could be doing that. I do that sometimes that that's great. The quarterback of the NC state game. Was that Jacoby Brissett? Brissett. Yeah. Brissett. I was going to say bristle, but Brissett. Yeah. <laughs> That's close enough. Uh, Sam, what was your question? Hey, Lorenzo. Uh, my my question to you is, with signing day right around the corner and Lou right now having some c- current commits visit elsewhere, could you take most of the fan base through what it's like for a young recruit uh, in the few days leading up to signing period and what, what goes on in your mind and, and in your head and your heart right about now before you make such a big decision in signing on signing day? I can definitely say with, you know, especially with, with what happened with me on signing day, man, it's so much, so much going through your head right now. This, this is the, this is the moment where you sign. I can't say you sign your life away, but to sign your life to your career. Like this is the, the, to top off everything that you've worked hard for, everything that you've put in blood, sweat, tears, literally, uh, you you've given you've given your all to do to do just this one thing um to towards a professional level um i, I don't care what nobody say college football is a is a professional sport um once you once you've established yourself um in order to play college football um is is it's bigger than what everyone say it is it's you're you're on live tv you're putting on for your family your name is on the back of your jersey you're you're pretty much you know, you're, you're pretty much being auctioned off to a college where you can put them on the map if you think about it. Um, everything, everything is is flowing. Everything is like you don't know what to say during the interviews. You don't know what to think. Um, all all you have to do is just relax. All to all the kids out there that are signing, all you have to do is just relax know what type of player you are, know what type of player you're going to be, what type of player you can be, and just go out there and do it. I mean, it's nothing It's nothing to it. You've been doing this your entire life. Uh, it's just a bigger stage. Um, but that's as, a, as an athlete, that's what you want. You want to be on bigger stages. You want to be able to perform in, in front of thousands of people and let them know that, you know, they have nothing to worry about as, as a fan. They have everything that they need it in you and along with your peers that are signing with the team uh, to take you guys all the way. So um, there will be ups, there will be downs, but at the end of the day, those ups and downs you've created and you can understand where uh, where you're coming from. And through the downs, you know what you did wrong, go out there and fix it. 
Absolutely. Good question there, Sam. And uh, another thing that makes that a little bit, because I know we have some other people here that are kind of, they're nervous because we've got a couple of real big recruits, five-star quarterback Chubba Purdy, um, four-star, is he four-star? Yeah, four-star. Uh, Josh Griffiths. Oh, no, three. Three-star. Yeah. Josh, uh, he's defensive end, right? Yeah. Josh Griffiths. They're, they're both putting that and in social media i think I, I love it but i think it's been one of the worst things because now you got recruits that just do things to get attention for for example mr griffiths was committed to florida state uh flipped to louisville last sunday and now he's talking about flipping back again to florida state uh with somebody who's actually uh you were a south carolina commit uh and you flipped mm-hmm. uh flipped to louisville when when did you actually make that decision? Was it something that you you decided like in the final days, like the week leading up to it, or was that something that you were pretty sure for a, for a little while about? You know, Jeremy, I actually uh, <laughs> I actually decided to come. So I was I was committed to South Carolina. They ended up reneging on the scholarship. So I kind of you know. I mean, of course, everybody knows the story. They ended up giving it to Davion Clowney, so right. it was um, it was it was one of those things where I had the gray shirt in order to go to uh, South Carolina, and I didn't want to do that, so I just I just said forget it and just went out and you know wanted to venture out to more teams that I, that have offered me. Um, but I can truly say, on my visit at Louisville, I told Coach Hurt, I had Coach Hurt uh, at the time, and uh, I was like, you know what? I don't want to go nowhere else. I want to be here. So it was no flipping for me. It was okay. no. It was no. Say it again. I said okay. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people didn't. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people didn't know that. They just assumed. Uh, because for me, I didn't. Social media was it, it was getting started, but it wasn't as prevalent in the recruiting game as it is now. So for somebody who who didn't really get a lot of access to it back then, it was like, oh, the only thing that that I heard was. We got Lorenzo Baldwin. He flipped from South Carolina. Uh, heard a little chatter about Jadavion Clowney then, and it was like, okay, he didn't know. So I'm glad that you cleared that up with me. But, man, we're, we were sure, sure lucky to be able uh, to get you. And, and Coach Hurt, I, I mean, to this day, even though, you know, he did get into some things while he was here, uh, or alleged he he was accused of doing some things. I still keep in touch with him to this day. He's a great dude. He's a caring guy. I mean, he still checks on me, and I didn't even play for him. I just covered his football team. Uh, Joey, do you have a question for uh, Mr. Lozo? Yeah, how, how's it going, Lorenzo? What's going on? All right, hey, uh, that was your question. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So who was your – for this, this year's team, uh, who were you most impressed with on offense, and who were you most impressed with on defense – that maybe you you know you didn't necessarily have you know a lot of expectation for. Um, it's not the fact of not having a lot of expectations on. I was just kind of you know wondering like who were the guys that were going to step up. Um, I definitely say offensive wise, Hassan definitely stepped up uh, this year. Um, last year everybody was pretty much uh, unsure of him. Um, but he he definitely came in and did what he had to do uh, when he when he could. Um, and again on uh, on defense, um, I still say Dana Dana stepped up a lot as well. Um, young player, pretty much uh, 
you know, defensive end, switch outside linebacker. I can definitely say that that was it was kind of iffy for me the first time. So um, him doing that, um, he's one of the guys that I, that I, I definitely want to see uh, continue to get better and and want to definitely uh, you know break some records in Louisville. You know, that was that was my thing. That was my thing in uh, at Louisville trying to break uh, Dumerville's record, but uh, definitely came up short. <laughs> just a little bit, um, just a little right. bit there. Oh, you have another question, yeah, Joey? So. Yeah, no, my, my, my follow-up question, well, not really follow-up, my, my next question is, as you probably know, uh, my brother and I are huge Steelers fans, so what's the chances that you could get get the black and gold on you? Uh, I would love it. So we can, you know, <laughs> so we can cheer for yeah. you and, and the Steelers. <laughs> Hey man, Thompson. I'm, I'm just gonna say it's it's, on, it's all on him, man. Uh, to be honest, uh, it kind of felt good to be in black and gold with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and it, it, uh, sure enough, their their whole thing is Steel City. And you know, I, I I mean, if I go over there to the Steel City, man, hey, it'll feel good. It feels. It, feel it sounds good. like destiny. Like I, I, I haven't left the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but you I, know, hey, whoever I, whoever signs the check, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, the, the color scheme would you'd you'd fit right in there, going from uh, from Hamilton uh, to Pittsburgh. Speaking of Pittsburgh, real quick before we go to Higgy, and then we'll let you, uh, then we'll talk. You said you you had some uh, some stuff you want to talk about. We'll get to that in just a second. But we went actually, me and my brother went up. Uh, Keith Kelsey, uh, another friend of mine, uh, invited us up, while he was there. Invited us up there, took us to a game, showed us around the atmosphere. Everything was just electric. I feel like you'd fit in there. Just uh, you, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make a call to Mike Tomlin. He will probably not answer it, but I'm gonna make the call anyway. I'm gonna have to call my doppelganger, uh, Big Ben, and yeah, see if I, I mean, you do a... look like Big Ben without all the issues. But <laughs> but Higgy, real quick, make it a quick question because this time is important. Um, what's your question? I just want to ask him, Lozo, which was your favorite game you played in, the Sugar Bowl or the Miami game in 2013 with Teddy? Oh, I have to say the Sugar Bowl, man, because it was a, a bigger stage. Uh, the 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 atmosphere in in, in the Saint Stadium was ridiculous. And um, after after we, everybody saw Teddy get hit, man, everybody's fire just was ignited. Like it was it was. I, I can't say right now that first interception by uh, Terrell Floyd, like. That that set the bar, but then after Teddy got hit, that's when everybody just was like, "All right, now buckle down and bow up because they want to play a thirty game. We're gonna give them a game." And y'all did. That was probably my favorite game, Louisville game I've ever been to, and it probably will be unless we make it to the the the, the college football playoff. But yeah, that was an amazing atmosphere, awesome game. Of course, the results of it. We love that too, uh, Lozo. We're gonna get you off here in a second. Um, what you you talked? We talked earlier, and you said you had some things that were about to, uh, that you were about to get into. So can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah, uh, you know, with me being a professional athlete and everything, and you know, staying on, uh, being healthy, being fit, you know, being able to get, uh, and I me loving me loving children and everything, and. With me being here at Louisville when I was doing the women's camp, I fell in love with that kind of stuff. Um, 
definitely want to be able to come out here and start some camps for some kids. Um, definitely want to start a foundation um, and be able to start a training training uh, 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 camp or a training uh, uh, position to in order to you know help women stay in shape, help kids get better at their craft, and be able to uh, do it on a regular basis. I'm, I'm, I am staying here in Louisville now. Um, Glad to be home. Welcome home, by the way. Welcome home, by the way. Yeah, so welcome home, by the way. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. I'm so happy to be home. It feels good. Um, And like I said, definitely want to get into the community and, uh, you know, help out as much as I can and be able to, again, uh, live here, raise my family, and it's a great place to to raise a, a baby girl, so definitely want to be able to get out there and, and let everybody know that those are back. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much again for your time. Whenever, whenever you get the details down, hit me up, and I'll get that out to all the the you know my friends in in the media here, all the radio state. I'm sure you won't have any problem doing that on your own, but just let us know so we can post a story. And, and get it out there. And again, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Well, no, no problem at all. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you all for reaching out to me, and um, definitely feel like I could uh, be be of any assistance uh, for you guys. I and mean, guys, give me a call at any time, and love to come on here and, and talk to you guys. Loved you guys when I was here at Louisville. Still love you guys. Uh, we love you too, my man. Thanks so much, Lorenzo Malden. We'll be right back after the commercial break. This is the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast. All right, Lozo, thank you, my man. I appreciate it. No problem at all, Jim. All right, we'll hit you up later. Hey, Card Nation. With it getting cold outside, do you want to try some award-winning chili that is currently the best in Louisville? Come to Four Pegs Beer Lounge and Restaurant, located on 1053 Goss Avenue. Four Pegs is on the corner of Goss and Spratt Street. Their specials include daily happy hour specials on drinks and various menu items. One special that they feature is five jumbo smoked wings and a drink for $6.99. Four Pegs is also your social destination for the Thursday open mic night and Sunday night trivia. So come on out to Four Pegs and enjoy the food and the people. Come out to that Altitude Trampoline Fun Park. We're a huge, bright, fun, family-friendly trampoline park. We offer large spaces for birthday parties with top-of-the-line experiences and two hours of jump and party time with every party. While you are there, check out our new foam area. We offer competitive pricing to those other parks, so come on out to Altitude Trampoline Fun Park in Shively and have a blast. I know I always do. If you have any questions, call us at 502-449-9952. That is 502-449-9952. Man, Rim Tide, am I right? Looking nice. It is, it's Black Friday all month long at Rim Tide. And the early bird gets the, well, gets the best deal. This month, this month only. This month only. Pay just $10 down on any set of wheels. Rim Time is flashing prices on select in-stock inventory. Like 20-inch wheel and tire packages from only $24.99 a week. $24.99 a week. Or just get some new tires from Goodyear or Bridgestone. For only 8 bucks. For only 8 bucks a week. Just in time for winter. Did I mention you only need $10 down?
and you're riding today, 10 bucks. And no credit check. And no credit check. Just in time for Christmas. And with 120 days, same as cash. You can pay off your awesome wheels when you get your tax check. Get your tax check. Hurry, hurry. While supplies last. Located at Brainerd Park Plaza next to Harbor Freight. Visit Rentime.com or just call 423-803-1777. That's 423-803-1777. Man, Rim Time, I'm a ride looking nice. Hey, Car Nation. I'm Derek A. Stewart with Dream JP Pearl Realtors. I'm the unofficial realtor of the Louisville Cardinals. I repeat, the unofficial realtor for the Louisville Cardinals. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Interest rates are at an all-time low, and there are several options for no money down for first-time home buyers. Yes, no money down. Call or text me today at 502-314-9868, 502-314-9868. Let's talk houses and about our cars. Attention, Kentuckiana business owners. Has your marketing strategy not performed as well as you would have liked? Are you tired of the media buying guessing game? Are you sick and tired of meeting with new sales reps who promise that their product is number one? Stop the insanity. Advertising Solutions is your one-stop source for buying local media in your market. Let Advertising Solutions take the guesswork out of your media buying decisions. No more guessing, just analytics and a proven track record of producing results. Go to GetAdvertisingHelp.com today to learn more. Shack in the Back Barbecue, located in the heart of Fairdale, where we smoke our meats on real block pits. We're always taking orders no matter what the season or occasion is. We have all the fixings to meet all your barbecue needs. Call us at 502-363-3BBQ. That's 502-363-3BBQ. Shack in the Back. Are you looking for a badass game day hoodie? Or how about a unique and original custom-made t-shirt, hat, or jacket? T-Shirt Hooligan has you covered. Shop online at t-shirthooligan.com and take advantage of all the savings with promo code 502hooligan all season long. Follow us on Twitter at Hooligan T-Shirt for all the hottest new designs. And don't worry, we follow back, youngin. Visit t-shirthooligan.com today. Dress like a legend. And welcome back to the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast here live from the J. Uh, Jamon Brown. I almost went into an old promo. Jamon Brown Foundation Studios. I'm your host, Jeremy Wallman. Back with the crew, Sean, Sam, Joey, and Higgy. Great interview with Lozo there, man. Found out some things y'all may have already known. I did not know that he didn't flip. I thought that, uh, again, I didn't follow recruiting that much back then. It, to me, it was like I heard Lorenzo Maud and Jadavion Clowney. I was like, oh, dope. So um, so what we're going to do next, we're going to do a year in review for the football team. With the bowl game coming up here, uh, we, we've really said last week all that we had to say about breaking the teams down. That we could break them down again, but, I mean, that's not really going to do us any good. By the way, update, y'all already know because it's over with by the time that you've watched this, but the guys have been on pins Listen and needles the entire game. We are, there's a minute and a half left. We're up by one point. If you hear any shouting, uh, of excitement this last minute. It's completely acceptable this one time. But, all right, to the year in review. So I'm going to start off with you, Sean, and I want you to give me a – I want you to give me a grade in two sentences on the explanation of that grade. So quarterback, what did you grade the quarterback? And I'm not going to participate in this because I already know that I'm right, so I just wanted to get y'all's opinions. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, Sean, quarterbacks, what do you give them and why? A. And the reason is they improved throughout the year, 
and they had to deal with a lot of injuries. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you don't just have to do two. It could be three or four, but like just keep it short, concise, to the point. All right. Sam, what about you? I'll give them a B. Uh, yeah, just a B. And the reason I do that is because there was the, we did deal with a lot of injuries and a lot of inconsistency at the quarterback, which which is to That's happen true. when you go through three different guys, um, and then one being a freshman. Um, but I I give them st- still a B because there was still a lot of mistakes made by quarterbacks that even though you are a freshman or uh, in McHale's uh, case, uh, second year sophomore, retro, some of those things should be ba- basic elementary stuff for quarterbacks at this level. And they, they still missed it, but they were improving, like Sean said, game in and game right. out. So, Well, f- I, I give them a B too. I'm just going to chime in on this one because first off, a lot of people are kind of like grading, uh, not just here overall, the quarterbacks on just Mikel and Evan, but you have to remember that Jawan played at the beginning of the year and he made a lot of mistakes. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go B. Uh, they weren't awful. They weren't great. They were above average. And um, yeah, that's where I stand with it. Joey, what about you? What do you give the quarterbacks? I give them a B because if I ranked them individually, I'd say Mikel would get an A. Evan, probably a B. Jawan, a C. So I'm just going to go right in the middle there and say overall it's a B. All right, and I'm going to go B minus. I forgot because Mikhail changed his name in the middle of the season. True. Higgy? I'm going B plus because Frank Ponce is the man. He is the quarterback's coach, and he also developed these quarterbacks no better than any coach that we've had so far at the quarterback position. Hot dogs. Okay. Uh, Sean, wide receivers. Wide receivers, I will go an A, and it's simply because Tutu Atwell, that man – was an unbelievable playmaker. But we can't forget, though, Seth Seth Dawkins had some big catches. Des Fitzpatrick had some very big catches as well in the uh, Florida State game, for instance, and also the NC State game. He scored a big touchdown. So I go A. All right, Sam? Man, you're generous today. I wish, you, I, wish I had you as a I was going to say, man, I, he, he's, uh, but Sean's always happy. I'll give this group of wide receivers a B-. minus. Um a B my it should have been higher, but a B minus because they they dropped a lot of would be catches and touchdowns. Um, we we had a lot of yards to gain if if receivers had catch the ball, but they also graded up high because their blocking was yeah. really really phenomenal this year. So um, that's why I give them a B minus. Well, and plus I, I I feel like if you can name more than five drop passes just off the top of your head that could have changed the game this year, uh, that's too many. So I agree with you there because I can remember Clemson. Uh, I forgot who the quarterback was, but missed Tutu at the same spot twice. Uh, during, or maybe that was Florida State. Um, sorry, twelve seconds left in the game. The cards are down by one. Seven six. We're gonna let this play out real quick. Do not foul. That's for the game, and that is a miss. And the cards win. Cards win, win. by one. Sixty-seven, sixty-six. K's down. They're no longer undefeated. L's all the way up, baby. All right, Sean. That, that's to, to, to those of you all that don't know, that's the equivalent of a climax for Sean. So he's just he just <laughs> uneffing believable. He just man. climaxed on air and I'm right next to verbally. Him. We might need to edit that one out. No, we're not going to. Uh, no, we're not going to. Edit that. Uh, no, right next uh, to me, Sean. All right. So, uh, Joey, wide receivers. I give them a B because of two two Atwell. Otherwise, it would have probably been a C. Because now, while I say that, 
they can only catch what's thrown to them. That's true, too. A, a lot of passes were thrown towards Tutu Atwell for good reason. Right. But as Sam spoke about, there was a lot of drop passes. So for the for uh, Seth and Dez, I mean, Dez made some good catches. I mean, great, they both made some great catches. But overall, I'd have to give them a B. All right, Higgy. I agree with everything that was said. I say a B. I'm going to go B minus because, yeah, Tutu was an A-plus player this year. I just don't feel like Seth did enough this year. And, it's again, it's not his fault. You can only do what, what – you can only catch what you're throwing to, like Joey said. But I feel like – what does that have to do with anything? I don't, I'm not – this is not North Carolina sports zone. He is always – you know what? I'm so glad I'm not your fiancé because if you mess rhythm up like this, it probably sounds just like a whole bunch of Shiny. wind chimes flapping in the wind. God – Mm. I would, next time he does, I'm slapping his phone. You can't. You, you may. You may. I'm giving you permission. It's every week. He. he it's our Higgy. Actually, that's something we can advertise next year. Brought to you by Pizza Hut. It's the Higgy WTF moment of the show. This week's WTF moment of the show brought to you by Pizza Hut is Higgy showing us something about Cole Anthony in the middle of a Louisville podcast about wide receivers. <laughs> Un. Sorry, that's you, that's you, his Sean. Hand, his phone out of his hand so fast it's going to go zoom, zoom. <laughs> Against a team, we don't play until February 27th. It don't even matter. All right, so back to what I was saying. So as A-pluses, I'm, I'm putting 2-2, two, two, and as C-minuses, I'm putting Dawkins. Like I feel like uh, Dez was right in the middle of those two. So that's why I give it a B-minus, because I, as good as 2-2 two, two was, I feel like Seth was that not bad, but you know counteractive to him. So that that's my grade on that. Now, this is a position I'm sure a lot of us are waiting to talk about. It's the running back hey. position. Um, Sam? Sorry. I was going to switch it up a little bit here. Sam, how do you feel like the running back? Because Lozo did bring up a good point. Even though he didn't mention Javian and he only mentioned Hassan, Hassan had one heck of a year for a backup running back. So what, what, do, you, what do you give the running backs? Anytime you get a running back over 11, 1,200 yards is a good, is a good thing. And then to have his backup, I think, over 400, something like that. Um, uh, we'll have Stat Boy over here but or something that rhymes with Stat. Look it up. Regardless of it, I give the running backs an eight. Um, they, there wasn't much fumbles, if any, uh, any big ones, to be exact. Um, and and they, they hit the hole. They took care of the ball. They finished games. They finished drives. What, what is it, Iggy? Hassan Hall had – 497 yards on the ground this year. I was going to say you had about 500. I knew it was close to five. but So, I mean, they did their thing. Um, I I did not give them an A-plus like I wanted to because I need to see them catch the ball more out of the backfield and block a little bit more in the past situ- situation. So, uh, uh, a solid A. Okay, and Joy already gave his grade. Yeah, so, it's an A. I mean. So, even though he don't know anything about hitting the hole, Sean, what was your opinion? A. Hey, I mean, Javion Hawkins did everything you wanted him to do. Hassan Hall is a backup. Did everything you wanted and him to Mikhail do. And Mikael Cunningham running the ball. That's I mean, as a team, well. I assume we rushed for about 2,000 yards this year. That's not too shabby. That's not too, yeah. So, yeah, it's an A. It's an A. I feel like it's an A. I, I go put ahead it, and say it. Put it how many, how many yeah, hey, go ahead and let us know how much how many yards Benny Snell had last year. 2,569 yards of total rushing. 25? But this is a surprising stat to me. I might be to you all as well. Juwan Pass was the second highest rusher on the team. 
Jawan had that many rushing yards? Rushing per per attempt? Yes, per okay. attempt. Okay, okay. Yeah. I can how many, how many yards, about. How many how many yards rushing did he have on the season? He had a total pull it back up here. 104 yards. That's not much at all. Uh how many yards? So well, twenty five hundred two two games, right? Maybe three. Two and a half. No, Juwan played uh he played Notre Dame, he played EK or EKU. He played WKU. No, he, nope, no, he, he was out not, WKU. He only he played, played two games. Yeah, he played. Did not he? even all of the EKU games. Yeah. Okay. I thought he. Why did I think he played? No, he did. Oh no 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 no. That was Mikel that went out versus WKU. Right. right. Okay. The very last play of the game, wasn't it? No, no. It was no, for, because it was uh, Evan State. Conley. Yeah. Evan he got hurt in every game, so you might as well just you That's could say true. any game, any time, anything. So we had twelve hundred from Javian. About 500. 500. So that's 17. So who got the other 800 yards rushing? So let me just go down the breakdown real quick here. Go ahead. Javion Hawkins had 1,420 yards of rushing. Shoot, he had more than we thought, yeah. And then. So that's still 600 yards out there. Hassan Hall had 497 yards. Mikhail had 401. Okay, there it is. And then Juwan passed 104. There you go. Well, that's more rushing than I thought. Only had 88 yards. And I think they all 60 came. 60 of it came on Hill with Blake. Wake Forest. Yeah, 60 of them came from Wake Forest. All right, let's go to the O-line. Hassan the, might have had eight or 900 had he they not read Well, actually, those, it shows uh, on the Go-Cards website how many total yards they had before negative, <laughs> before the negative yards. So it'll have two different. If they wouldn't have wasted him on all those wasted plays that I talked about all year, he might have had about another. Can you bring up Hassan's player yards. card for me real quick? And let me, let me see your phone, uh, Higgy. Uh, and real quick, while he's doing that, let's let's talk about the O line. That was my most. If if I had to pick one, that would be my most. Uh, that didn't do anything for me. Uh, my most surprising uh, over. Uh, gosh, they performed better than I thought they were going to perform. The offensive line. They, they're a big reason why we had twenty five hundred team uh, total team yards. What was your opinion? On, uh, what do you give them as a grade, Sean? And what was uh, give us a little synopsis of it there. And I give him an A. I'm very generous today. Um, I know they had some some not great gains, but even in those not great games, they would still find a way to get back in the game. Like Florida State, for instance, they were having issues in the first half, but they found the rhythm. They were doing really well, and we without that interception, we probably would have won that game. Uh, you look at uh, even the only game they really didn't have a good game at all was Miami game. Like, it never got back into it, and I guess you could say UK, too. I hate to, but every other game this year, no matter what, even if it was a loss, they were still blocking very well and doing their job very well. Of course, Mekhi Becton was the anchor, the leader, the monster, whatever you want to call him. That guy's going to be in the NFL next year starting probably for somebody. Sam? A B. Um for all of the greatness that just oozed out of Sean's mouth about Mackay Becton, um, the rest of the offensive line was serviceable. Um, there were some, a lot of false starts, a lot less than there was last year. It was some offensive line issues. Um, and, and we could protect the quarterback a little bit better, I think. So I'll give them a B because, I, like I said, for all of the greatness that is Mackay Becton, um, other than him, the offensive line was serviceable. So I give them a B. So real quick, Hassan Hall, who wants to guess how many negative yards? Hassan? 147. No, I'd say no. about 20. 
No. I'm going to go 60. No. I'm going to go 30. I no, for, only 48. Really? Yep. Javion Hawkins had 85 negative rushing yards on the season. So that, that's kind of shocking to me. I thought that that a Hassan was way up there. Uh, what? So, Joey, offensive line. Two-part. First half of the season, B+. Plus. Second half of the season, C+. Plus. Okay. I think they kind of got tired. What what I noticed towards so the last was that an average of a B minus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm two part it. The the last couple games of the season you could tell like especially like against UK game, I mean how many just false starts and you know just pers- Yeah, yeah. I mean just penalties that aren't uh are are disciplined penalties. You know what I mean? You know, not not having the self discipline um, so yeah, I mean, I'm going two parter. They did, you know, with Makai. I mean, obviously Makai is probably first, early first round, mid first round. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, that's what I got, man. All right, Hickey, real quick, a grade. I just say a B. And we just uh, the first part, like Joey said, the first part of the season they played pretty well. Second half of the season, it seemed like they were. There was back to the old last year. False start penalties would left one after another. Illegal formations, many different things. It was abysmal to watch at times. All right, let's go to linebackers. We got a couple more. We're gonna we're gonna head to our last commercial break. Did, so did we, we include the tight ends into the equation of the wide receiver? Yeah, yeah. That, that was they were supposed to be included in. in hey, with Sean, the wide what, like, how, how, how about the tight ends? Tight ends. I just figured it was soon. Okay, I give an A to the tight ends, Joey. A minus. Piggy. A. All right, now we can move to the defense. A minus plus. Um, line, or no, no, d- defensive line. Higgy, I'm going to let you start first because I've been kind of giving you the bottom of the uh, the biscuit can so far today. So why don't you go ahead and give us your opinion, your grade, and what you thought about the defensive line. I would say a B. I, I thought Ty Tyler was going to be a lot more impressive. Um, he just wasn't a force on the line that I thought he would be. But uh, Monte Caban. Dude, that man can play. He's he is a, he is a grown large adult man. Joey, two parter. No, stop. With the, we don't need two parters. First part of the season, C plus. We're asking Last for part of the season, D plus. Dang. I mean, they they wore it out. I mean, it's not necessarily their fault. I mean, when that, you don't have anybody to depth, come in to yeah. back you up, no, that's fair. You know, but as far as result, <laughs> overall, I say. C minus Sam, because I'm not. That's gonna be like that for all defensive positions. Just to let you know, so you don't defensive have to ask me position? again. Defense, great. All defense. Okay, great. Because I'm, I'm a great defense on a curve because I'm not as generous as Sean is. We already know Sean's gonna give him an A plus with some rainbows and sprinkles but and strawberries the, and stuff. The curve that I'm grading the defensive, <laughs> the defensive side of the ball on is last year. Okay. So based on what I saw last year and what I saw this year, I give them a B plus. Uh, they still left. Sorry, a B. I don't know where I got that plus from. Give them a B. <laughs> All right, Sean. I'm gonna go B minus. Um, oh my god! Wait a second, like what? Uh, the reason is unfucking believable. Holy crap, Ollie Batman! Tell it. Tell us why the you decided is, to get so sour. They did. They didn't generate enough pass rush. That's one problem I That's had. That's true. Um, now I will say, you know, Gigi Robinson played really good. Amante Caban played really good. But that other side. I didn't. They were kind of rotated guys. Nobody really 
stuck out. I mean, Daniel Kennard did have some good plays, but he didn't, he was kind of a backup. He didn't play that much. I couldn't even tell you who the starter was, to be honest. <laughs> um, so I got to go B minus, or, or B minus, yeah. It's just, I, I feel like it could have been better. They felt, I felt like they didn't stay disciplined all the time. Through no fault of their own, so they're getting a C from me. They just didn't have the depth for me. They didn't have the um, what consistency for me. There were times when they played really great. There were times when they played really bad. But again, lack of depth will get you every single time on that. Um, let's go linebackers. Sean, what do you give the linebackers? I'm going to give them a B. And I know it's kind of probably a little weird, but I, I'm factoring in Rajay Burns, and Rajay Burns is one of the best playmakers we had on defense this year. And he's a linebacker. Um, Dorian Efforts, even though he didn't have the year that you thought he would have, he still had a solid year. He did. He did. I didn't mean to be so harsh on him earlier. Yeah. I apologize. He had a solid year. C.J. Avery had a solid year. They wore down. The depth, once yeah. again, as you brought up, they wore down. They didn't have really too many backups for them, uh, with the exception of Monty Montgomery, where he stepped up towards the end of the year. Right. Other than that, they kind of just – they just – didn't have enough to get that A, obviously, because they got run all over. Right. <laughs> Quite unfortunate, but you're, that's true. Sam? B minus. Uh, because if I if I take out Roger Burns and Darian Etheridge, then um, it's not really the – def- the, the linebackers left a lot to be desired. Um, Mr. Simons, Miss Tackles, things like that. So – like I said, it's on a grading curve yeah. from last year, so B minus. Joey, C minus. He said C minus for all the defense. Oh, okay. He's saying C minus is the whole defensive grade. Yes. That's why I was over here resting my eyes. Okay, I, I thought mean, he was contemplating. It looked like he was contemplating I'm, something. I'm sitting over here flipping this. Dude's been up for like 40 straight hours, so we 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 get it and understand. Higgy, I'd say a C, just because, like we were saying, we didn't generate enough pass rush, but we also didn't generate enough stops on the, against the run. Our defense was abysmal against the run, and I think it's still well, that a starts from face. the defensive line, though. But well, your this, front seven. So let's say this. I'm out sorry. of our top four tacklers last this year so far, four, three out of the four are linebackers. So. That's a good thing. That's but where you want that, your tacklers to come from. Line usually, typically doesn't have a lot of right, tackles. The, the defensive line usually eats up the blockers so that it creates space and holds for the linebackers to shoot in. Come on, Higgy. So that's where you want your tackle. Now, if you're, if you're, good, good point but there, I'll Higgy. Say, I'll say if, this real quick. Monty Montgomery did have five sacks on this team well, this year. Great. So. But like I was going to say, I would see if with your point, if we had four leading tacklers, if three of them were cornerbacks and, well, defensive backs, then I would say the linebackers aren't doing their job because if if your if your if your leading tacklers are defensive backs, then everyone's getting to the secondary. Well, I'm not gonna say anything then. Well, speaking of secondary, Sean, <laughs> let's let's. I'm, I'm just trying to move swiftly past well, that. Well, I'm not gonna say anything then. The defensive backs, corner safeties. Um, what what did you give them? This is a tough one. Because I'm just going real quick. I gave him a C. That's all I'm going to say. C minus. I have to give him a C. And it's kind of tough because there were some games that they really stepped up play well, especially Chandler Jones. Chandler yeah. Jones is one Jack of the better. Jack the go. But there were also some games where, I, where you could tell they were somewhat worn out. because I, I, I remember a game, uh, uh, the uh, Syracuse game, came past, came back into play after he got hurt. That was obvious to me now. Back when I first saw it, I was like, why is he missing something? 
he was hurt, and you could you could tell. And there was nobody they had behind him. They wanted to put in that point. They needed him on that field, so he got back out on that field. Unfortunately, he was giving up some big plays from from you know uh, running for their running back. So I'd have to go see because there wasn't enough depth. And that, that's my same reasoning. And they didn't have, and they weren't except for I said great first. at covering either. I didn't say that. I love all, all, y'all. all the time. Like there were some plays they busted coverages, and we know that yeah. from the Florida State game. So. Yep, that's true. Uh, Sam, this is the harshest grade I'm going to give, and that is a D. You're giving them the D. Because they had no D. So I'm going <laughs> to so give them a D. Okay? That's you didn't very have nice one, of so you. now you can have one. <laughs> you got a D. Okay. And simply, I don't like the coverage. There are too many guys running, running, running wide open at times. There were missed tackles. Look. What about the one where, like, the ball's thrown and you got a guy like. Don't even oh, get don't me, get me started. Pirouettes That's character, though. okay? Don't even get me started. I don't, I, I don't know what. What? I didn't want to call him out like you just did. I just want to say Well, the we guy. all knew what you was talking about, so it was obvious. I wasn't going to say the name, though. Okay. Well, okay. It, well we knew, and he knows. Anonymous. In this second segment's WTF Moment of the Week, brought to you by Hardee's, comes from Higgy, calling out the young men by name. All right, go ahead. Sorry. So, like I said, I mean, as a, my thing is, as, as a DB, you should be able to cover, and if the ball's in the air, it should be a 50-50 ball. I think so many times certain players were looking to lay a hit on players rather than play the ball when the ball is in the air. Um, and that's why we had a low interception uh, number, total count, whatever you want to say. And we had some missed tackles as well because everyone wanted to lay the big hit. And sometimes all you need is to wrap up. Say it, tell them what they need to do, Sean. Wrap up. Thank you. Something Joey else Sean's never been it. able to do. Ah, crap. I was trying to tell Joey not to do it. Joey already said C-. I was, I was going to say Joey not to do it, but you said it. I did. I apologize. <laughs> so no, that's an important PSA. Wrap for up. For everybody and football players, always wrap up. Thank you. Unfucking believable. So let's go to special teams real quick. Special teams, kickers, punters, returners. Um, give us your a. grade. Okay. Joey gives it an A. Thank you. Everybody else but Joey. Uh, give it a letter grade and tell me the person you were the most uh, impressed by. Sean, oh. Sam. All right, <laughs> they're pointing at each other like like the uh, Spider Man uh, meme. Off, I wasn't pointing at anyone. I thought you, you pointed. Out. I, I, I'm sorry, Panda Sam. Was, don't laugh, Hunky Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we got Hunky Pete across the way from Panda Sam. Panda Panda. All right. But uh, I, I give them an A. I, and like I said, it's still a grading curve for last year, for even special teams. I give them an A. Um, it probably would have been an A+. plus If, if uh, you know what, scratch that. I'll be generous today. Uh, a+. Plus. Uh, interception, re- say interception. Uh, punt return, kick return uh, were, were really good. We had a backup kicker throw for a touchdown, and we were pretty good on special teams. All right, Sean? I got to go A+, plus as well. Hassan Hall, one of the best kick returners in the country. You had uh, Tutu with a big punt return. You had Rajay with a big punt return. I think he might have, actually, I think Tutu might have had two of them. Hassan Hall. Hassan, yeah, Hassan Hall, obviously, the, he's one of the top, what, top three returners probably in the country. What's top our backup four? kicker's name? Shalamu? Shalafu. Shalafu. That was close. Sh- Shalafu. I don't know. Shalafu. Shalafu. But, uh, and poor Blanton Creaky, man. Okay, Sean was correct. Poor Blanton Creaky, though, man. I hate that he got he's hurt too loud. because he was. Unbelievable. 
and it just sucked. All right, Higgy. I know I'm going to get the wrong button here, but. <laughs> called it before he would say. <laughs> I call my shots anymore, but at the same time, I'm giving him an A. I think I hate it for Blanton. Just seeing go hit, see him go out on his senior season like that was just hard. Um, I give all the props in the world to our special teams on return. And Stu Holt did a great job coaching them as well. To consider the last few years, we didn't even have a special teams coordinator and come out this well. I think we're doing really well. There was one, with nope. one thing. Wait, one we thing didn't have a special teams that we did not mention. I thought it was Stu Holt. That we did not mention. Past years, I'm talking about. Oh, here. okay, my bad. What, one thing we did not mention though: right. onside kicks. That was that was one thing that I forgot to. Well, we run, we won the defended. game, Sean. We we played to win the games, and we won. Beside, despite, despite, off on. I'll keep game. my request, but still, I just Good. wanted to bring up that. There you go, Joey. You said hey. an A. Oh, you said uh, A. Uh, hey, what was your grade again, Higgy? A. Wrong. Oh, crap. And I called you it up before. Took us off the air. <laughs> Whatever. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, why do I always wait till about like a segment left in the show to remember I have that soundboard? I love, love that soundboard. Um, I get, I give the special teams. I, I give them. I'm going to give them a B for the sole fact that we could not recover an onside kick uh, to or defend the onside. However, you uh, that's the way you put it. Defend uh, an onside kick to save our life. Last question, and then we're going to take our last commercial break. I thought we already took. And you said that last time. No, we didn't. We no. had three commercial breaks. I was the whole asleep, show. Sorry. This is a super side. I was going to say you were you were over there sawing them off. Who's somebody at Sean? I'm going to go to you first. Name me a player that did not play much this year that you're looking that could have been injured or third on the depth chart or large stuck somewhere that you want to see come up big this year. For me, I'm a PJ Blue. PJ Blue. You already knew where I was going. I PJ Blue. Going. All right, you just took my answer. <laughs> Go back to sleep. Uh, Sean? Well, I kind of want to see what Renato Brown does. That's he was highly one. recruited, and obviously there's going to be a spot on the offensive line open. Um, and I'd like to see if he can step up and take that because he was recruited <laughs> by Alabama like crazy. Alabama wanted him to come and play there, and we know their <laughs> offensive line is you know, one of the best in the country. So if we stole a guy from Alabama – I would hope he can step in and take the spot of uh, one Mr. Mackay Becton. Well, I hope he can take it too, uh, <laughs> Sam. Unfucking believable. Look, man, I don't know what the inside of joke is, and I'm right here. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna say the one guy that I was looking forward to seeing play this year was Trayshawn Smith. I don't know what happened to him. I know he had some off the field things, whatever. Uh, but. The secondary could have used his help, his playmaking skills. The secondary could have used uh, with with Kane Pass leaving. I, I expect uh, Trayshawn Smith to come in. Hopefully, if he's still with the team, I hope he is uh, to come in and, and take that spot and uh, do some great things with him and Rashis in the back and uh, in the secondary next year. We should be pretty good. Hockey Pete. That's your new name from now on. You're no longer Higgy. You're Hunky Pete. My bad. Hey, please change your Twitter name my to bad. Hunky Pete. I, mean, I am the Hunky. Oh, <laughs> I'll stay no. on topic here, but thank Higgy. you. Offensively, I would look for one name I want to look for is Maurice Berkeley. I want to see him do well next year. He could be an up-and-coming star in wait, the backfield. Wait, hold, what on, is, hold on. 
why why Berkeley when you have Hawkins and Hall yeah, and maybe maybe even Starks and uh, what's the other guy? Oh no no yeah Aiden Robbins Hall Robbins and Jalen Mitchell Mitchell yeah why why Berkeley why the fifth guy on the depth chart? Why him? Because I think he'll be more of the flex back position next year. I think he'll be coming out of the backfield for a tight end position maybe, but he's one guy that can catch the ball and run. Or he can set but isn't runners. he like five six? Wouldn't yeah, he's yes, really small. But he knows how to play the game. Cool. What's the, uh, Def- what's the guy? I only asked you for one. But um, which guy was it that came in and played tight end? He, he was a Louisville kid from Manual. Oh. Marshawn Ford. Marshawn Ford. So Ballard. He's actually from Ballard. Was it Ballard? Yeah. yeah. Oh no no Derek Dorsey right? He's from Manual. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, from, he's a defensive tackle or end. I don't okay, know okay. He should be a defensive end. They all they all look similar to me. I don't want to say they all looked alike, but I mean. Uh, defensive, you know, the I guess type. me and Sean look alike to you too. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's not everybody what I mean. looks alike to me, buddy. I don't. See that's because your eyes are almost shut. But um, <laughs> I meant as far as Ballard and see, y'all trying the colors, Manuel and Ballard. They're all like that shade of red. That's what exactly okay. I was implying. Okay, we got you. not not the other way you try to take it. But okay, go, go ahead, Higgy. Since you you need some more time on the show, who's the defensive guy you want to see more of? Even though we all gave only one guy. I'd say Chandler Jones. You know, this year he did not. He played his full potential. I think next year he is going to be taking a step okay, like so Jair Alexander. Maybe I was confusing. I, I wanted you all to name somebody who didn't play this year that may step up and play next year. And Chandler Jones definitely played, right? A whole lot, yes. A lot. He's Chris, probably our best corner. Christian Fitzpatrick. He wasn't on the. It doesn't. You didn't say they had to be on the team. You said oh they didn't play this year. Mine's PJ Blue. All right, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna wrap this mess up. We're gonna go to commercial. This is the Good Cardinal say. Sports Zone podcast. Hey, Card Nation! With it getting cold outside, you want to try some award-winning chili that is currently the best in Louisville? Come to Four Pegs Beer Lounge and Restaurant, located on One O Five Three Goss Avenue. Four Pegs is on the corner of Goss and Spratt Street. Their specials include daily happy hour specials on drinks and various menu items. One special that they feature is five jumbo smoked wings and a drink for $6.99. Four Pegs is also your social destination for the Thursday open mic night and Sunday night trivia. So come on out to Four Pegs and enjoy the food and the people. Come out to the Altitude Trampoline Fun Park. We're a huge, bright, fun, family-friendly trampoline park. We offer large spaces for birthday parties with top-of-the-line experiences and two hours of jump and party time with every party. While you are there, check out our new foam area. We offer competitive pricing to those other parks, so come on out to Altitude Trampoline Fun Park in Shively and have a blast. I know I always do. If you have any questions, call us at 502-449-9952. That is 502-449-9952. Man, Rim Tide, am I right? Look at nice. It's Black Friday all month long at Rim Tide. And the early bird gets the, well, gets the best deal. This month month only. This month only. Pay just $10 down on any set of wheels. Rim Time is flashing prices on select in-stock inventory. Like 20-inch wheel and tire packages from only $24.99 a week. $24.99 a week. Or just get some new tires from Goodyear or Bridgestone for only $8 a week. Just in time for winning. Did I mention you only need $10 down? 
and you're riding today, 10 bucks. And no credit check. And, 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 and no credit check. Just in time for Christmas. And with 120 days, same as cash. You can pay off your awesome wheels when you get your tax check. Get your tax check. Hurry, hurry. While supplies last. Located at Brainerd Park Plaza next to Harbor Freight. Visit Rentime.com or just call 423-803-1777. That's 423-803-1777. Man, Rentime, I'm a ride looking nice. Hey, Car Nation. I'm Derek A. Stewart with Dream J.P. Pearl Realtors. I'm the unofficial realtor of the Louisville Cardinals. I repeat, the unofficial realtor for the Louisville Cardinals. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Interest rates are at an all-time low, and there are several options for no money down for first-time home buyers. Yes, no money down. Call or text me today at 502-314-9868, 502-314-9868. Let's talk houses and about our cars. Attention, Kentuckiana business owners. Has your marketing strategy not performed as well as you would have liked? Are you tired of the media buying guessing game? Are you sick and tired of meeting with new sales reps who promise that their product is number one? Stop the insanity. Advertising Solutions is your one-stop source for buying local media in your market. Let Advertising Solutions take the guesswork out of your media buying decisions. No more guessing, just analytics and a proven track record of producing results. Go to GetAdvertisingHelp.com today to learn more. Shack in the Back Barbecue, located in the heart of Fairdale, where we smoke our meats on real block pits. We are always taking orders no matter what the season or occasion is. We have all the fixings to meet all your barbecue needs. Call us at 502-363-3BBQ. That's 502-363-3BBQ. Shack in the Back. Are you looking for a badass game day hoodie? Or how about a unique and original custom-made t-shirt? Hat or jacket? T-Shirt Hooligan has you covered. Shop online at t-shirthooligan.com and take advantage of all the savings with promo code 502hooligan all season long. Follow us on Twitter at Hooligan T-Shirt for all the hottest new designs. And don't worry, we follow back, youngin. Visit t-shirthooligan.com today. Dress like a legend. And welcome back to the Cardinal Sports Zone broadca- uh, podcast, broadcasted from the Jamon Brown, da- uh, Brown, gosh dang it, Jamon Brown <laughs> Foundation Studios. I'm looking at two things at once, so I apologize. Uh, we're coming back to wrap the show up. Been a great show once again. We love doing this for you all, and we appreciate all your support and all of our sponsor support. Speaking of our sponsors, uh, Four Pegs Beer and Lounge, uh, they're special for this week. They're going to do the Caribbean jerk wings with smoked pineapple on top. Oh, yeah. Also, on Tuesday, they're having a holiday party with a free pig roast. You know, I'll be in attendance. Yeah, we we know. That didn't uh, take much guessing. That did not take a lot of guessing. And then uh, we got a couple more to go through. We got Altitude uh, Trampoline Fun Park. What they have going on uh, right now, uh, they have a, a certain uh, holiday schedule going on on Mondays. During to- they have to- they have toddler time every day of the week, but toddler time this week, uh, the next few weeks, Mondays are free coffee. Tuesday's parachute day, Wednesday uh, is the ball pit day, Thursday's craft day, and every other Friday, the first and the third, they're going to have character visits from Gecko and Santa. Um, then Sean, Sam, Joey, Higgy, they have Sunday fun day every week. That's three hours for eighteen. Manic Monday, every week, two hours for $15. Friday Night Frenzy, three hours for $16. 
No pizza or drink included. And Saturday night altitude nights, two hours, 9 to 11 p.m., 12 and up only, $17. No food included. But the one that I really, uh, that really, and Sean, I know this kind of, it, it really touches all of us. They have a, a jump on Saturdays and Sundays that are free uh, for children with disabilities and special needs. Um, it's it's Saturday and Sunday. It doesn't say the time. I'll, I'll get with her and find out what it uh, what that entails. But, I mean, shout out to Leslie out there. She's doing a lot of great things. On December, uh, December the 20th, we got Polar Express Day all day long. Free popcorn and hot cocoa. The movie will be played all day on the big screen TV. Sweet. Also on December 20th, we have Santa Visits, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. December the 21st, we have a character visit from Marshall. December the 24th, we have Polar Express Day again, all day 10 to 3. On Christmas Day, they're closed. On uh, December the 28th, we got DJ Colossus from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. And on New Year's Eve, they do have a New Year's Eve event going on there. Give them a call out at Altitude uh, Trampoline Fun Park. I thought it was called Altitude Family Fun Park, but evidently... It's just trampoline. They've, they've just changed it around. Or I just thought it was a great place for a family to go. But give give them a call out there. That is uh, 502-449-9952. That's 449-9952. And then one more real quick, because we do have places that have monthly specials. It is our, our good friends out at Shack in the Back. Uh, Ms. Barber wanted everybody to know. That they are right now. There's they've got smoked spiral hams for six ninety nine a pound. Oh man, smoked turkey for four ninety nine a pound. Yum. Free delivery for orders over seventy five bucks. They're doing holiday orders. Uh, they have gift certificates available. Oh yeah. If you need, calm down, hungry. Uh, if you need a unique gift or an idea to show your appreciation, ask them about their gift wrapped meats: ham, turkey, pork loin, <laughs> pork loin, prime rib. <laughs> Baby back ribs. <laughs> Here comes Santa Claus right down Santa Claus Road. That ham for you, baby. You got that ham. They do cater. For, they do cater for all occasions, from office parties to corporate events for family <laughs> occasions. Go to Shack in the Back Barbecue dot com or give them a call at 502-363-3 BBQ. All right, real so we quick. Got, we got real. the business out of the way. What, what, what did Higgy show I that time? Didn't mean to knock it out of his hand for real. What 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 happened? I don't know. I guess he's showing the Ravens game. I no, he was showing the Bears really game. They're getting beat by the Packers. Oh, Bears balls. and Packers. Wah, wah. But not real quick about uh, altitude trampoline fun park. Um, for those of you who don't know, I drive a public school bus. You do. Um, I do have a rough time with my middle school kids. Mm, whatever. But my elementary kids, they almost every week. There's a different two or three kids that go to Altitude. Well, they call it Trampoline Park. Um, and they have they, they talk my ears off about how great a time they had there. And I'm like, hmm, I guess kind of makes me wish I had a kid to go there and let them have as much fun as these kids be talking about. Well, just t- go with Sean when he goes because I'm sure he's going to take Mason and them. We've already there. been and they enjoyed it. So there, go with Sean. Wait, wait, hold on. Can two adult males go to altitude? Okay, I they got the, basketball there. They okay, do have they basketball. Do have basketball. Uh, okay, yes. cool. We can do that then. There you go. This show is going off the rails, and it's going off the rails quick. Uh, let's let's wrap up the uh, let's wrap this up. Sean, recruiting recap. You have been waiting to shout this from the rooftops for three months. The story has been in drafts this week. 
Greedy Vance joins the flock. Um, how happy are you? How uh, relieved are you that you don't have to see that posted in drafts anymore? Thank God, finally. God, there is a God. We, we already knew that. But um, I mean, it's no Vito Tisdale. Is but that, it, no, this guy, though, is really good. He's really, really good. I mean, you watch his film, and I see quite a bit of Jair Alexander in him, the way he plays, except I think he's a little more physical at the line than Jair was. Like, he plays up on the line. He can help against the run game. He plays great press coverage. Like, there's one highlight. He just knocks this guy on his – just almost on his butt. Doesn't quite get there, but it knocks him off the route, forces a bad throw by the quarterback. It was a timing throw. Threw it completely off. He's great in coverage as far as, you know, dropping back in coverage. He can play man-on-man. In fact, that's probably his best. You know, he can play zone two, but he's the best as a coverage guy. Okay. Single coverage. Cool, cool. And let's go real quick because some people at the table, when I say some, I mean Higgy, have been freaking out because uh, Josh Griffiths, which you finally got to take credit credit for us landing last week, uh, and Chubba Purdy have been tweeting stuff from Florida State all weekend. Uh, the consensus is that Purdy will stick to his commitment to us. Griffiths will go ahead and go back to Florida State, which is a team he probably grew up loving, you said, and, and wanted to play for his whole life, and it looks like he may get that opportunity now. Can you please calm down all the simpletons and morons and Jabrons like Honky Pete over here? <laughs> and uh, you got to throw Honky Pete in there every once in a while. The Rock, that was hilarious. But can you calm some, some of their minds down a little bit about uh, Mr. Chubba? Chubba's not going anywhere. They Chubba's about relationships. His, his whole family is. Brock Purdy, his brother, was recruited by Alabama at the last minute, but he stuck to his relationship with Iowa State. He did take the visit, though. Uh, yeah, yeah you're going to take the visit, though. I mean, you, you're always going to give somebody... Oh, Brock a, still took the Alabama yeah, visit? Yeah, okay. he took yeah, yeah. the Alabama yeah. visit, I think, the weekend before. Oh, there you go. Signing. Well, they interviewed his dad, and he I mean, he said, yeah, they t- he took the visit. He said, Basically, he said the same thing. He said Sam's favorite word. Relax. Yeah. This is just part of the process. Because people, a lot of people don't realize. I think these kids, Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong, have four or five official visits that five. they yeah, can five. take. And You're not Jeremy. I am. And some, five. Of these, some of these kids, like a chubble, probably only took about two or three. So they, had, they still had two more official visits right. left. Why not use it? I mean... Go see what the program I mean, is. It's a like. free trip around the country, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, go why ahead, not? Go ahead, take that official visit and, and see what they have to offer you. And if you're if they sway you, I hate to lose you, but it is what it is. You gotta do what's good for you. And if you and and if you they don't sway you, it just makes your commitment even stronger. <coughs> and here's the other thing. Even if somehow he flips, you still have a pretty good guy in T Webb. Right, coming in, and not only that, he's coming, coming in, in early. Yeah. You, you still, still have Cunningham. Yeah, that's true. That's true too. I mean, he people are acting like Party is the next coming of Jesus Christ, and I hope he is on the field. That is, uh, but you know, Jeff Nunn actually has like a personal relationship with his dad, um, so we'll have to ask him and and find out if he can get a, dig a little bit deeper. Um, and Jeff's talked. To, actually, he had a great interview with Chubba before the season started on cardinalsportzone.com which you can find all of our stories and stuff there they're a lot more clean cut and not as uh north carolina centric as higgy likes to make the show or non-low related so go there check that out um you can read all of our stories there are is there anybody that that right now 
on the football front. Anybody else you're looking at right now, or do you think we're signing day is we- Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, so, is there anybody that you think that we've been looking at that we've talked about on the show before that we can expect to see sign that letter? Y'all got a big Wednesday coming up because the signing day that's y'all's that's y'all's bread and butter of the year. Bread, Twice yeah. a year, though. We got the one coming up this month, and then the one coming is it in February? February. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm really excited to see y'all do y'all's thing uh, as far as that's concerned. But is there anybody else that you've been hearing any kind of, uh, you know, words about? There's a guy they just had on campus, a guy they uh, have kind of gotten in on recently in the last month by the name of Cobb, Mason Cobb, an inside linebacker Mm -hmm. from uh, Utah. I really do like him a lot. He's a little bit – he's not the biggest guy, but he reminds me a little bit of of Dorian Etheridge in the way he plays. Um I think he's one we could f- not flip. I don't think he's actually committed to anybody yet, but I think he's one that could be a signed Secure. day guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A signed What about guy. the guy from Arizona State? What was his name? DJ? Uh, D'Angelo. T- nah, that's, that's, that's done. It's, it's over? Yeah. All right, real quick. Before we go to Sam, and he could talk about uh, what he saw today during the, the women's basketball game, and then we'll wrap the show up. Uh, appreciate, again, you all tuning in to listen to us. Jalen Terry is the only, uh, as far as I know, the only basketball guy that we're still focused on that that we've named from day one on the show and that has not committed anywhere uh, as of yet. What is the, can you remind, refresh everybody's memory, what are we waiting on as far as Jalen? He's already taken all of his visits. What what are we waiting on as far as he's concerned? Just waiting on him to make a decision. Now, granted, maybe there's another visit that comes up later because he's not going to sign until spring now. Okay, so he's not. Yeah, so, because the early signing right. period is done, gone, and passed. So there's always a possibility a school comes right. in and says, "Hey, come visit us. We like your game." But right now, it looks like it's going to be between three schools: Louisville, Oregon, and LSU. But I'm the guess I'm getting is more between Oregon and Louisville. I think okay. LSU's kind of out of it. Um, I like Louisville's chances still. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a lock. Because all right, you heard it right here. Sean said it's a lock. So Jalen Terry to Louisville, he's our version of uh, Jake Weingarten. Only a little bit taller. Twitter notifications ready for (laughs) for that guy. So as soon as like he makes it, uh, it pops up on my face. It's gonna be a while though. I got a feeling. It's gonna be a while because I think he's. I don't know who he's waiting on, but I get the feeling he's still waiting on another school. Sean speaks these things into existence. So does Sam. I I really uh. I look forward to hearing the uh, from the entire recruiting team on who they think uh, is going to be the next to pop, the next to, to oh, God. What, Higgy? No, I'm just going to stand back in here and listen. <laughs> you pulled up. Oh, man. You got the phone up. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I thought he was about say, to say something. Just, he looked yeah, like he was about to lick the well, microphone. I'm just going to. I'll just say this. Uh, Bobcat Gold. You say next one to pop. I'm looking right now at Jamoy Hotch, a community That's lab. That's kind of creepy. No, but he's an in, from Independence Community College, so last chance you. But he's got three years of eligibility left of no matter where he goes. And he's the top four outside linebacker in the country right now. So so what y'all, you, as, as we become to be more a, a constant in your all's life, the one thing you will learn is that Sean and Sam are normally right on the head. 
And then Higgy is normally so far away that he can't even see. Comes I will give him credit on this. This is a guy they just got in for a visit, and I think he really did like the visit. I take his on that one. That one. But do you remember when we, when we did the basketball? It was like episode two. It was actually it was our first episode. The rest of us together, and we all had our names of guys we want to see sign with Louisville, and he picked somebody that didn't even have Louisville on his list. Oh, Adam Miller. No, 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 no. This was like a. Uh, Gosh, I think he ended up signing with Kansas. It was his name was like Chamunga Obakoye or something like that. Maybe he went to Auburn. Oh, um, uh, Amori, uh, Amori. It was somebody center. that we weren't even. It rec- yeah, it was yeah. Cliff Amori. Yeah, Cliff, uh, it was Amori no. Like you're you're it was Cliff something. Uh, yeah, Obi Jacoby. Yeah, yeah something, it was like something like that. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just messing with you. You know that that's what we like to do here on the show. But Sam, we sat here and lived. I mean, we were on here almost the entire time. During the game, heart start, heart start, and heart stopping. Give us a give us your review of the game today. What did you see that you liked? What did you see that you didn't like? Other than officiating, because I know you're about to go in on that. Um, do the cards look like they are on uh, on pace to get back to the top of the of the women's division, so to speak? Well, before I answer that question, Jeff Waltz had something to say about Kylie Shook today. Um, and she might be the. Re- I told you all before. Do you have uh, the audio of that? You could DM it to me, and I could play it live on the show. I wish I had the audio of it. <sighs> but Iggy might be able to find the audio of Jeff Walters interview. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't have till next week to. We don't have enough time to wait till next week. So. But um, I said it before on the show and in private, or to anyone who would listen, for Louisville, Louisville has the players to make it to a Final Four, but to make to make it through the Final Four into the championship game and to win a championship, they need Kylie Shook and Bianca Dunham to be more aggressive, more assertive, and to be more dominant inside. Today, Kylie Shook had about uh, 11 points, 13 rebounds, and five blocks. Okay? That's the type of effort that they need her. Not quite the double-double and five blocks every game, but to be a threat and to be down there. But Jeff Waltz said about Kylie Shook, she woke up. I always told her, that I'm tired of her dancing through tulips out there in Colorado Springs. And today, she actually ran through the dang things. So, Jeff Walls understands what I'm saying, uh, what I've been seeing. Um, Kylie Shook needs to be more assertive and dominant and they're more of a threat. But, um, I was speaking to Joey upstairs later uh, earlier and I was like, this is why I cannot be a coach. I would lose my ever-loving mind because I'm sitting here as a fan telling Joey what's her name Renee Ryan Howard is going to go right every single time she's going to use the left hand to set up the right but you want to force her to go left to be a playmaker if she goes right she's going to go to the basket she's going to get her pull up jumper she's going to get her shot or she'll draw a foul and she constantly did it time and time again in the first half and the coach Walter's credit and the coaching staff they made some adjustments and I think they held it to she had 20 points in the first half, and she probably had about five points. Uh, she had two in the, in the third quarter, and she probably had five or six points later on. But um, they did what they needed to do. She had 26 points, actually. So Dana Evans had 18 points and 10 assists. She needs to continue to be the leading scorer on this team, which is kind of hard because it might take away from a score. And today it did not. 18, 18 points, 10 assists. Jasmine Jones did what she, could, did what she had to do. So Louisville, Louisville is a really good team. They're still getting the pieces together. I cannot wait to see what they look like in March. I did want to add something. Right. Number two, is her name Jop? Yes, y- yeah. Yassine Jop. Yassine Jop. 
she, she, was she came in. Yes. That's when the they went energy, on that run. She, energy, brought in. she brought in on the defensive end. She hit a three, and she also plays defense. Not a lot of people remember. She was a transfer from, I want to say, Pitt. Pitt. It was Pitt. And mm-hmm. she destroyed Louisville when she was at Pitt. So the, so the young lady can play. It was unfortunate she had, a, uh, I want to say, ACL injury last year that made her sit out. But I'm glad to have her on this team because we needed her energy and effort off the bench today. Um, and that that helped us beat the Kitty Cats 67 to 66, even though um, it felt like it was a 5 on 8 game at times. Because uh, the women is officiating is horrible on the whole. But any it doesn't matter what sport it is. When Louisville goes to Lexington, they get hold, hosed every single time. Sean's ready to go visit, uh, to travel with the team. Can I get next an time. official visit to Lexington. That's all. <laughs> Whoa. Can we say he's fired now? Where's that ludicrous uh, song? <laughs> I got host. I got host. In different. In a different area. I'm joking. I'm joking, folks. I don't think you are. the 859. That's what it is, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. 859. Yeah. Host. But anyway, uh, is any day you beat those blue people up there, man, all women, it's always a good day. So good day to be a Cards. Cardinal fan. Hell Yeah. Yeah, definitely big L's down to Kentucky today. They they can hold every L that we have over here. Uh, this is stupid. Let me go ahead and get my little rant about that out. I'm not offended by the L's down. I think it, it, it just shows how ignorant your fan base is. That's the dumbest thing because that's that's just a seven. You're throwing sevens at us, which is what we normally do on the football Go Cats! Towards you all. You said it with too many teeth. Say it with less teeth. Go Cats! That was better. That's better. Um, so... Hey man, quit that. Yeah, let's not. not (laughs) Did that sound country enough though? It did. Uh, Shout out also to our volleyball team, real quick. Phenomenal run. They took down two national seeds on route to their regional, uh, the Elite Eight, uh, beat down to Minnesota yesterday. Minnesota, for those of y'all that don't know out there, they're traditionally a top five team. So that that was not a, it was not a shock. I mean, I would have. I could have seen us beating them, but if you look at go back twenty years and, and check the top ten out, they've been in the top ten every year. They're they're a phenomenal volleyball program. We're right there. We're on the cusp. We have been, in my opinion, and I've been watching them play volleyball since probably about two thousand and four, two thousand and five. That's when Lena played there. It was two thousand and five. Uh, Lena Ustamenko and, and Jennifer Hoffman, yeah, Hoffman and Katie George. Uh, they really got my love for, for the volleyball team started. And we've been we've been on it's been frustrating. We have been on the cusp of being a top program for all these years. Haven't got there yet, but they've got a great new coach. Um Here's the thing. How about do you pronounce it. her name? Danny Busboom Kelly. Yeah, Dan- Danny Busboom Kelly. She, she's also very friendly. As soon as she was named head coach and I followed her, she followed me back, thanked me for my support. And I was like, yeah, I, can, I love these personable. That's one thing you can say about Vince. He has brought personable coaches around the program. But sometimes that relates to him more than all the, the cussing out and stuff. I will say this. Here's the great thing about that team. Everybody's coming back with the exception. Now, I don't know if she'll get like a medical red shirt. Of yeah. uh, McHenry, I believe is her name. Mackenzie McHenry. Yeah, McKin- is that her name? Yeah, I, I don't know if that's her first name, but her last name is definitely McHenry. But she got hurt, and ever since she got hurt, 
they they kind of struggled a little bit, and then they went on this run. They really did. And they got all these. So people they overcame back. that adversity, sort of like a Kevin Ware effect, only without the the national championship to show. Uh, because Higgy didn't put out the questions until five minutes before the show started, we do not have enough responses to go through that. I do apologize to everybody that uh, participated in that. I will make sure he gets them out in ample enough time next week, or he's not allowed to be on the show. Uh, not next week, in two weeks, when we come back for the season one, part two uh, premiere of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Yeah, buddy. Um, thank you so much. We we've heard all the uh, we we go out on Barn Burner app. We go out on Hall About Sports. We go out on Apple Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, all that stuff. The the numbers that we're getting back, Spotify, if you Spotify, yeah, 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 Spotify, all of them, all the podcast avenues. You can find us there. We're very humbled and and proud of what we've done so far, and we're we're happy of what we've been able to give to you all. We know how much you love Louisville Athletics, and uh, we're just glad to give you a product that you do appreciate. I think after the first of the year, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna switch up the format just a little bit. We're not gonna be as guest heavy. I wanted to have a lot of guests on the first half of the season, so it kind of put our name out there. Uh, we'll, we'll still have guests. It won't be as it won't. They just won't be as frequent. We're gonna we're gonna. It with football season being over with, it should be a shorter show too, which I know a lot of you all will appreciate because even though we got good info, not a lot of people like to stick around this long for a podcast. But we do appreciate you all sticking around for us. Um, for next year, for for next season, if you want to, uh, if you want to sponsor the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, we got plenty of opportunities next year. Maybe it just it depends on what our sponsors from this year do. Give us a call if you have any interest five zero two six nine four zero three seven five. If you want to get a commercial on the podcast as quick as now, call that number. If you want to uh, sponsor any, if you want to sponsor the, the Higgy WTF moment of the week, uh, just anything, just give us a call. We'll we'll set you up with that on social media. Make sure that you follow us individually on Twitter. I am Jeremy underscore CSZ. He's at Elville Sean. He's at Baseboy124. He is at Joe Woman526. And he is at Honky Pete. Uh, <laughs> no, at I am the Higgy. Um, go on Facebook. Uh, of course, our Instagrams are all on our Twitter profiles, I think, for the most part. I know mine is. Or it's the same as Sean's is not the same, right? To be honest, I don't know. Yeah, yours I, is like S Barber 8, I think. S Barber 6. 6. It, yeah, it don't matter. Uh, I believe Sam's is the same on Instagram. Joey, I don't know Probably what is not. yours. Well, anyway. just was like Joe Wobbin 525. Just ask us. Do that. Get our Twitters. Ask us. If you want to follow uh, the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast or cardinalsportszone.com on Facebook, search us. Hit that like button. Make a Facebook official. We love you all. We appreciate everything. Uh, we want to go ahead and shout out again to all of our sponsors. Derek Stewart with J.P. Pearl Realtors. Advertising Solutions. That's a, that's a, that's Say that three times real fast. That, that, that. Okay, I hate you. That's why you've always been mom's second favorite. Uh, Four Pegs Beer and Lounge, T-Shirt Hooligan, Rim Time, Shack in the Back Barbecue, and Altitude Trampoline Park. We do have plenty of amazing sponsors. Sean, do you have anything you want to say to Cardination uh, for the rest of this year? Like, Merry Christmas, uh, I need a date, anything like that? Johnny today, guys. Well, the, I mean, with women, sorry. Johnny today, the ladies. <laughs> well, yeah. beggars can't be choosers. But go ahead, Sean. 
Just have a Merry Christmas and enjoy your family. Enjoy Cardinal Athletics the rest of the year. Don't fret so much. Don't fret. So I you, like that. Is that your way of saying relax, Sean? Exactly. I'm more verbose. <laughs> he, he's just, he's, you're what? More verbose. Well, he, that's a personal say, problem. Yeah, he's trying to say you got a lot of, <laughs> you got a poop? A lot of words in the dictionary over there. His stomach's bubbling. I knew I heard his stomach bubbling. Sam? Um, my message to Cardination, first and foremost, is I hope you have a ho- happy holidays. Uh, enjoy your loved ones while they're still here. Um, signing this right around the corner. <laughs> what are y'all? Laughing? I mean, it makes sense when it's just like while they're still here, like they're going hey, just, somewhere. Just okay. love on those people because they might be gone by the time we come back. Brother, I'm I'm up almost 24. Everything's funny to me right now. I'm okay. laughing at everything. So, um, signing day is right around the corner. The by the time as you guys hear this, it'll probably be on signing day or the day before. Um, remember, these are what 17, 18 year old kids making decisions. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you you don't want us to know what you what decisions you were making at seventeen and eighteen years old. So, I don't want a lot of people to know. Uh, <laughs> so just relax. Um, uh, let go and let God. This will probably be. A, I, I love that. So this will probably be up. Oh, and yes. Uh, okay. Go cards beat UK. Absolutely, and, and good luck to the cards in the Music City Bowl as well. Um, and before I forget, I'm going to go to y'all two here in a second. But shout out to our our producer Daniel Spencer. Uh, I'm sure y'all will be hearing this on Monday or Tuesday because he does such a good job at making everybody else but me sound good. Um, I sound good naturally. Uh, Joey, what do you have to say to Card Nation for the, for the break coming up? Merry Chris, Chris Mahanza Kwanzaa. Did I cover them all? Yeah, you sure did. Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. Merry Chris Mahana Kwanzaa to you. Higgy? He lives in Azu. I just say oh, everybody have, have a happy holidays. Travel safely and go cards. We'll be back ready to go for next season. Well, some of us will be. We're not really sure about all of us coming back next year. But Daniel just hit the outro, so that means we're out of here. We appreciate it. Come to you live. Uh, we'll come to you recorded live from the Jamon Brown Foundation Studios. This is the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast. I said that right, and we're out of here. Go cards. You forgot to say relax. Wait.